Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt Gunter and Bill Allen, and together we are breaking barriers through communication. So Matt, I am, I'm angry. I'm angrier than I've been in a while about the church and about some of the stuff that I've recently read. I found an article the other day that was written about Anne Rice. So I was on Facebook scrolling, as you do, and I found, you know, these these uh, clickbait things, I guess, that, that uh, said, yeah. you know, the, the 20 people that have died in 2021. They had a picture of somebody that I remembered as, uh, from, from my childhood, and I thought, well, he's too young to die. So I was curious. So I clicked on there and I started reading through some of the names I recognized. And I came across Anne Rice. So she's a famous author. She wrote a whole lot about uh, vampires and witches and, uh, you know, all the things of, of the fantastical world. And I was actually surprised by something I read. Let me just go into it. She's talking about her books. Um, and she says, there were books on witches and werewolves and seraphims, as well as erotic novels published under pseudonyms. And they were translated to movies and the stage. And to date, her books have sold more than 150 million copies. Now, I say this to emphasize this next thing. She says, after nearly four decades as an avowed atheist writing about vampires, Rice turned to the Catholic Church and began writing about Jesus. Her 2005 novel, Christ the Lord, Out of Egypt, told the story of Jesus as a child. She explained to Sunday Morning uh, that her goal with the book was to make you believe. She said, I'm going to use every skill that I ever used to make you believe in vampires and witches so that you call me at home at night and ask me if they're really real. I'm going to use that same skill to make you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That's my mission. That's a quote from Anne Rice, and I love it. It's fantastic, right? Um, yeah. uh, I've, I, I want to, I want us to be able to do that with our podcast. But here's the horrible thing about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Four years later, she announced that she was no longer a Christian. She explained her shifting belief: "I refuse to be anti-gay. I refuse to be anti-feminist. I refuse to be anti-artificial birth control." She told the Associated Press, I believe for a long time that the differences, the quarrels among Christians, didn't matter a lot for the individual, that you live your life and you stay out of it. But then I began to realize that it wasn't an easy thing to do. I came to the conclusion that if I didn't make this declaration, I was going to lose my mind. Hmm. She left Catholicism as a youngster when she could not reconcile the forbidding of books. I stopped believing in my church, and then I stopped believing in God. I think the two were very intimately connected for me. So this is what I'm angry about is she's got the church and God so intertwined, which is a good mm-hmm. thing, that because the church said we are, are banning these types of books or we are, we're against the gay lifestyle, we're against birth control, we're against feminism, that not only did she stop believing in her church, she stopped believing in God. Now... Mm-hmm. Two things that I would say to this, and then I want you to chime in, Matt, but um, one, her faith wasn't very strong to begin with, if if she was able to just say, oh, I don't believe in God anymore because of this. Two, the church screwed up. I think the church massively convoluted the way that this should look. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the, at the root of the issue and at the heart of the issue is 
how is this portrayed? How how was it put out there by the church? Um, what kind of message is she receiving? Because it, we we all know the perceptions that are out there about the church, right? That we we've talked about that the intolerance, the rigidity. The, you know, there's there's just no room for right. anybody else who thinks differently or any of that kind of stuff. But we also know that that's not the Bible that we read. It's not the Jesus that, that we follow. And so, right. that's, you know, it just makes you wonder what kind of stuff was she hearing and who else is hearing that? Um, it, it honestly, uh, it concerned me for the church um, because, there, you know, of course, there's always two sides of this coin, right? There's there's a side of we have our beliefs and we've got to stand firm in our beliefs and, and we, we can't waver on that. But you've got to be able to separate the belief of what's right and wrong from the person. Yeah. I mean, it's just that you don't stop loving the person because <laughs> they have a difference of opinion because they have a different lifestyle choice, whatever it may be. You just don't do it. If that were the case, I'd be pretty unlovable. Um, yeah, we all would. And, you know, and we all would, right? We're all sinners. Um, Hello. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all have sin in our lives and we all screw up daily. Yeah. And, and, and you've got a church um, and I'm going to call them out. You've got a Catholic church that is telling these people who are having a hard enough time struggling to um, find their faith and and to really um, accept all of it. Um, they're reading from a different Bible, apparently, because she entirely missed the part that said, yes, these things are wrong, but we still love the people. Yes, these things are wrong, but... We love them through it. And, and if they don't understand why they're wrong, is it for us to sh- tell them? I don't think it is. I mean, yes, it's for us to, if they ask to say, uh, you know, is what I'm doing wrong? If they ask, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. But if we're just going to push them away and make them hate us because we're beating them with, over the head with Bibles, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Yeah, and I think that's you know that's where the the nuance lies with understanding the relationship you have with somebody when you go to have that conversation. You know, there are there are people that are gifted in going in and having difficult conversations with Joe Blow off the street that they've never met before, and somehow they can just dive in and have good deep conversation about whatever. And it's it's a gift. I've you know I'm I'm not that guy at all. No, no. Um, but. But for the majority of us, we you've got to have some kind of relationship before you can start having those, even approaching those kind of conversations with right. people. There was a, an example I saw uh, that I saw in church that they were talking about um, the steps that people go through to become a Christian, and you could apply that to to anything, any kind of belief system, any you know activity, whatever. But the very first one, the very it always starts with trust a Christian. Yeah. Like if you're if you're going to make inroads with somebody, you've got to have a relationship. You've got to build up some trust first, um, and that, and that's true with anything, right? You know, if you've uh, if you've ever changed jobs or or changed churches or um, changed schools or whatever, you know the the first thing you've got to do is make a relationship with somebody so you can have friends, so you can, and then you dive into deeper conversations. You don't walk in the first day. Um, you know, busting down the walls. You, you just don't do that. But yet, for some reason, when it comes to spiritual matters, sometimes mm-hmm. we just come in busting down the door and, you know, we, we skip over the part where it's like, hey, my name is Matt. How are you doing today? 
right? And and we've got to we, we've got to find that balance. You know, it's not that we are condoning the activity, condoning the sin. We're not doing that. We don't condone our own. We don't condone anybody else's. Right. You can't not love the person just for the sake of getting your message across. Right. It's not how it works. And you can't go and try to love people just to get your message across. You. You have to be, sure, yeah. you have to be real. You have to want to have relationships with people because you want relationships with people. We don't have an agenda. You know, uh, mm-hmm. God, God wants us to, um, go out and spread the gospel. And that's one of the, yeah. the big things that calls us to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. but we genuinely care about people. We genuinely right. want people to, um, accept Jesus and, and go to heaven when they die. It's, not for us to, to I, I, I use the term a lot, it's not for us to beat people over the heads with their Bibles. Like you said, you know, here's a secular example of what you were just talking about. Um, I, you know, I ran sound for, for a venue here in town hmm. and a new musician had come in. I'd been running sound. This, this new keyboard player was sitting in for the night. He was also a sound engineer. Apparently, I had never met him. The first thing he did was come in, look at the speakers and everything hanging from the ceiling. And he said, it's all wrong. You got to change it. It's got to, you got to pull these down. You got to move them around. You know what? I didn't like that guy. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing he was going to do was critique my work. Nope. I'm out. (laughs) I I, I got nothing for you, dude. He turned out to be an okay guy. He's just got a very upfront and direct way about him. Um, but we can't do that with Jesus. We cannot go around telling people you're doing things wrong. Uh, you're going to go to hell. Now the same, that, that same scenario was brought up actually last night in, uh, in my men's Bible group, we were talking about different ways to reach people. And the question was brought up of what do you think about these street corner preachers that are yelling and, and, screaming out that you're a sinner and you're going to hell or, or that you're doing uh, the wrong things. And we've had this conversation with, before about your brother uh, on the college yep. campus. And I said, this guy's not going to reach me. I said, in fact, I'm going to walk the other way. I don't have, I, I'm embarrassed for Christians. If he is in fact a Christian because of the way he's doing things. But somebody else in the group said, you know what? Different people are reached in different ways. He reaches, he might reach people. Maybe not you, but he's going to reach other people. I mean, I hadn't thought about it that way. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a valid point. And, and you really don't know. You don't know what, um, what's going to make that impact on somebody. But, but I, would, I would counter that with saying, you know, while that may reach somebody and then make it in their head. And, and, and it may help lead them to conviction. It could, it could help them uh, you ask more questions and come to know who Jesus is. But you are still not setting yourself up to make a disciple, right? right? So, so the great commission that we, that we talk about, um, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says, go and make disciples of all nations. Um, you know, that's, it doesn't say go and make converts. It says go and make disciples, which means there's a relationship involved, which means there's growth involved. That means that, you're working side by side. There's some mentorship. There's some stuff like that going on. So, you know, even at that, and I, and, and, you know, the, the, the guy was right. That, that may reach somebody, but where's the follow through? Where's the follow up? You know, mm-hmm. and when we were talking to your brother-in-law uh, back in season one, we talked a little bit about that with some of the, 
uh, I guess gimmicks that, yeah. that have happened where, um, like, you know, come accept Jesus and you, and you can, you can do this too. And it's like, eh, is that, is that really what we're, is that what we're trying to sell? Right. And I think there's a little bit of that with the street corner preachers as well with, with but on the other side of it, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You better accept Jesus or you're going to hell tonight. Like fire and yeah. brimstone. Yeah, fire and brimstone. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. And, and, and I know, I know I've said this before. It's not that we're not trying to water down the truth. We're not trying to say that things aren't right or wrong. And like you said, if somebody comes and asks the question, Hey, what do you think about my lifestyle? What, you know, what's your take on this? Sure. Have the conversation. Yeah. Tell them why, you know, God created us this way. So that's why that's wrong. Or, Hey, we all sin. We all have issues. And yeah, you've got this thing going on in your life. And I get that. I've got stuff going on in my life. That's okay. That, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you can't be in church. That doesn't mean you can't be a Christian. And, you know, right. Yeah. You've got issues in your life just like everybody else. But, but anyway, it's not that we're trying to water things down. It's that it's all, it's all about nailing down the approach and how are we having this conversation? Because based on what, what we saw in that article, it sounds like the the message that's being received is very different than what should be going out, which yeah. is that everybody is welcome under Christ. Everybody's welcome in the church. Um, now, there are people, I'll, I'll throw this caveat out there too, there are people that will will read the Bible or, or hear the Bible and say, oh, well, the Bible preaches that, um, you know, that this particular sin is wrong. Um, and, well, I don't want any part of that. Okay, well, that's your choice. It is, yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's, you know, it, it's your choice. But, but the people of the church should not be against that person. Right. They should go love on that person anyway. And that's the point. That's, that's the whole point of this conversation. Well, you said it, that the church needs to be putting out the message that everybody is welcome. Uh, whether mm-hmm. they are, whether they're, uh, murderers, whether they're gay, whether they're thieves, whether they're, pathological liars, whatever the case is, everybody should be welcome into the church. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that should be something that everybody's working on. You know what? As a, as a human being, if I know um, there's a serial killer in my church, I'm probably not going to be very comfortable, right? But as a person, <laughs> that person deserves the opportunity to repent and to turn towards God. That's right. Just like everybody else does. The Bible clearly states all of the sins that are wrong. Uh, Jesus mm-hmm. comes in and reinforces all of those sins that are wrong and right. makes it even harder to not sin. Right. But because of him, we're still forgiven. That's the point. Right. Even though we might screw up tomorrow or as soon as we get off this call or whatever the case is, we can be forgiven. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean we go and... and, and we're we're okay to just keep on sinning and it's a free pass. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be trying to be better every day. But we're forgiven, and I feel like that's the part of this article. And granted, it's only a few paragraphs, but that little bit said a lot. If after four years yeah. in the Catholic Church, she decided she didn't believe in her church or in God anymore because of the things the church was doing, there is something wrong. You know, and that's the sad reality of it, is that it, because because I've heard similar stories before where people fall away from church and their whole 
belief system, everything that they think that they've believed up to that point is kind of shattered. And, um, you know, we hear, we hear tragic stories of people who misuse their, um, positions as ministers for their own gain, their own benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm, yeah, you know, I'm not knocking ministers. I, I know a lot of wonderful ministers and this is, this is not a knock on, on anything like that, but, People, but people who have had bad experiences with churches before are so often have that kind of experience. Like, well, look, then if that's what you're about, then I, then I don't want any part of this. Yeah. And our faith should be deeper than just the local church that we're in, but the two are tied at the hip. They are. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we talk, we talk about it a lot that, that, you know, being a part of your local church and having the accountability and all that kind of stuff, that's all real important. But, um, but, but for many, I mean, that, that is, that, that's the exposure to Jesus they have as being part of the church. And it sounds like for Ann Rice that that was the case that, you know, church, church was her, church was her Christian bubble. And so when mm-hmm. that shattered, her whole belief in God was gone. Um, because there was this conflicting belief where, you know, the, at least the message she was receiving is there against all these people. And I can't be part of that. Yes. And there's also the, you know, let's think about the parable uh, that Jesus talks about, about the seed thrown on the the the, uh, the rocks mm-hmm. and thrown on mm-hmm. the fertile ground and everything else. You know, we can say, you know, there there's something to be said to say that, you know, her faith wasn't rooted deeply, you know, in, yeah. uh, in God, if she was able to fall away that quickly and that easily. Um, now, I don't know what kind of uh, devastation in, in the next 10, 20 years that we're going to come across. I hope, mm-hmm. though, I hope that nothing will make me say, you know what, God's not real. There is nothing you can say that's going to make me believe God's real because this happened to me. Because we're hopefully taking the time to study up on it enough yeah. and get mm-hmm. that deep rooting to know that even though bad things happen, he, ha- he still wants the best for us and everything. Yeah, and that, and that goes back to you know Christianity is really all about a relationship anyway, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's not about the rules, right? It's it's all about relationship, and that's what that's what this thing is all about. We talk about it all the time that it can't be all about the rules because nobody can keep them all, right? So um, it's really about building that relationship with Christ, and so and that's how you keep your faith in the midst of. Um, things crashing around you and, and, yeah. you know, if there, if there are issues like what Ian went through or, um, what, whatever you come across the tough times, like you're talking about, if you've got a relationship that doesn't falter, right. um, just because things around you are crumbling around. Cause you've, you've got that relationship that keeps you grounded. That is exactly right. And that's where we need to be. You know, and, and speaking of it being all about the relationship, like Bill said earlier, that's why we're here. Um, we do this podcast because we want more people to have that relationship with Christ. Um, the reality is we all have sin in our lives. Um, we all have stuff. Christ offered us forgiveness, uh, when he died on the cross for us. And so, you know, we all have sin and that shouldn't be a reason that you're pushed away from the church. You ought to be welcomed in anyway. Um, and so that you can have that relationship as well. And so the verse that we're uh, using kind of as our memory verse for season three, it's actually two, it's Romans 3, 23 and 24. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Basically what that's saying is, look, 
we've all messed up. That's not a disqualifier from coming in and enjoying a relationship with Christ because we're justified by his grace. It's not by our works. It's not by what we do right or not doing stuff wrong. It's all because of his grace, giving us what we don't deserve. We cannot be good enough. Uh, that, that's right. You can't be good <laughs> enough. So stop trying. Um, come, come enjoy the free gift. Yeah. Well, it's been a while since we've been able to do this, Matt, but it's time for the outside looking inside looking out. Outside looking in. Um, so here's a little side note for season three. I uh, had a friend recently uh, uh, email me and tell me, you've got to stop saying that the outside looking in is your perspective because you're not on the outside anymore. And I agree with that. I'm not on the outside anymore. And uh, I have accepted that free gift. And I do like this portion of the episode, though, because I do get to offer you know, 34 years of perspective from the outside looking in. Before I became a Christian, um, I get to to see all of this. And for this particular portion of it, I can see how difficult it would have been for Anne Rice in this example to see all of these things that the church is doing and saying, that's not right. The church shouldn't be hating on these people. Unfortunately, and I don't know what church it was, I only know the denomination, Unfortunately, that's what Anne saw. Anne saw these people hating gays, hating uh, people who use contraceptives, people who don't like feminism. That's not the way it's supposed to be. And I see that now. Mm. I would have said the same thing in her place nine, ten years ago. But that's not the way it is, y'all. That's the wrong way to look at it. We don't hate anybody. We are called to love everybody, even in their sin, but we're not called to condone it. But we're also not called to judge it either. That's not our job. That's God's job. That's Jesus' job to judge sin. But that's why he came and died for us. And I know that now. So if you're where I was, where Ann was, please know that that's not the way it's supposed to be. And if you're seeing churches judging people for their sin and not letting them in their church um, or telling them, you know, they're going to go to hell for their sin, um, call them out on it. Tell them they need to, they need to look at themselves. They need to cast the first stone and they need to, I I don't know. They need to be a little kinder, I think, and live the way Christ meant for them to live. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think from the inside looking out, you know, the, the reality is this, this discussion has, uh, there's two sides to the coin. Um, they're the side that most people see from the church is the hard stance. This is what we believe. This is how we're going to do things. And that, that is not inaccurate, right? Um, what we believe is what we believe, what the Bible, you know, we, we believe in what the Bible says, um, that it doesn't have any errors in it, that, um, that is, that, you know, it stands on its own and, and that it is God's word. And so, so that, that is a foundational truth for us. However, part of that foundational truth is loving on other people. And so we cannot, as the church, allow for our hardline stances that we have to have as Christians turn into a hardline stance against people. Right. And, and finding that balance is way easier said than done. I have um, caught myself more times than I would care to admit of, of having that judging attitude. 
um, if I'm being totally honest of, you know, so, somebody does something, I say, oh, well, they must be one of those people hmm. or that wasn't very Christian of them um, or you know, what, whatever it may be that has nothing to do with it, you know, with their possible relationship with Christ and, and definitely has nothing to do with the fact that's another human being that I should be loving on. I should find a way to reach out to them. Um, and that's what it's all about, you know, and especially in the midst of the, uh, the crazy division and all that kind of stuff we've got going on around us. Uh, and just remember that <laughs> we're all human beings that's and right. just, you know, just, uh, as a challenge to everybody, go find a way to love all the people around you, regardless of what their beliefs are, where they're at, any of that kind of stuff, go to find a way to love on somebody today. That's right. Well, welcome to season three, y'all. We want to invite y'all to uh, shoot us an email. Tell us what you think about this conversation. Uh, we don't uh, we don't claim to know everything. Maybe you have a different outlook on it. So uh, please let us know what you think. Email us at info at simplifyjesus.com. Look us up on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash simplifyjesus. Uh, we're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we have a, have a uh, slow roll on YouTube that we don't use often, but it's there. Um, and then our website is simplifyjesus.com. So y'all come uh, say hello. Let us know what you think. Be nice, be kind, but let us know what you think. And uh, um, if you agree or disagree, we'd love to hear from you. Y'all take care and we will see you next time. Absolutely. Appreciate everybody jumping in.